0: A squared Wrestling Podcast Hello there everyone and welcome back to another episode of the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast Andy Quilden joined by the returning Andy Boy Simmons Right. Yep, are you? Yep, you have a nice holiday? I did, thank you. Yeah, I'm very sorry yes. that we didn't get to do an episode. So if that was me that had gone away, it'd be all hell to pay, people <laughs> slack getting slagged off on Twitter, i <coughs> will be being tagged into it, all sorts. Um, but no, Andy Boy had to go away. Went to Bournemouth for the 35th f- time in my life. Sunny Bournemouth? Mm-hmm. You say for the 35th time in your life, you're there re- wrestling quite regularly, aren't you? You're not...
1: Well, no, You're I've counting. been to Bournemouth a million times, but we go the same week, same hotel, <coughs> same apartment every year. It's a
0: very British thing to do, isn't it, going on a British holiday? Yeah.
1: But people, so I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, oh, I'm going to one holiday <laughs> next week. And he's like, oh, where you going? I said, oh, Bournemouth. He goes, don't we live in Southampton? Which is literally like 30, 40 minutes away. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a very British <laughs> be like, place
0: No, no, there's, a, there's, yeah. a, there's an airport there. Yeah, we're to <laughs> get get we go going that. Get caught lying. From Bournemouth, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, it was a lovely
0: time. Oh, good. I'm going on holiday via Bournemouth in the, f- in the near future.
1: Oh? Yeah. You haven't told me. How dare you? So, uh,
0: Where are you going? Uh, I actually don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, you don't get a choice in that, do you? No. The it's a family holiday. Dictates. Oh, I'm yeah, of going, course. You have your
0: sister. Sister, yeah. And, and your wife. And my wife. And Calvin. And Calvin. Yeah. And Brandon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frankie. Yeah. I had to think and for John? a second. And John. John's Honest yeah. yeah. John. He's coming. Honest <laughs> John's He's good. coming. Cool. So um, but that's coming. That's it. That's in the distant future. And you won't have to worry about missing a podcast because I'll make sure I'm We'll record one, it. won't we, be before you go? And there is actually a podcast which was recorded last week, but it hasn't been released yet, which I think we, we will release it just because, um, and like I've ju- and it's not because um, there's anything wrong with a podcast. I've literally just been very busy over the last few days and so never had a chance to, to get it done. Um, but I recorded a podcast with LT Summers. Okay. So, and right.
1: So you've done this to me before. This isn't, right. So, do you remember... Okay, okay, so I'll tell what you did to me last week. So, it was Thursday. I called you up. You go, oh, you got any news? Just having a catch up? Like that all, to no, it was Wednesday. Lady. Oh, yeah, it was no, Thursday. No, it was Thursday because yeah. I came home on the Friday to yeah. do your show. So, uh, Thursday night, I called you got You're like, no, everything right with you? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? Oh, haven't you heard? No. Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally on holiday and you're winding me up. Okay, I'm trying to have a relaxing time. But it just reminded me of the time because um, like that Thursday night I'm thinking oh what's Has someone hurt themselves at training or, well I wouldn't so,
0: be giggling about someone hurting themselves well, at no, training no but I know but you
1: but you weren't giggling you were like oh oh, haven't you heard <laughs> uh, and it reminded me of the time when I'm in centre parks in Nottingham with my fam- well, you know, my parents in law took us away for a weekend and you call me up oh something's happened um, somebody got m- very mildly injured at training what and, remember and no you were, and you were literally like you were just giving me a full rundown. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'm in Nottingham. It's all in what hand. What are you talking about? Someone got hurt, a minor injury at training. I'm only saying minor injury so people don't think someone broke their neck or anything.
0: Who are you talking about?
1: I can't remember the lad's name. I think, <laughs> I think his name was Ben. And you're calling me up, going like, oh, we've got all kinds of problems here, just ruining my weekend away. Oh,
0: no idea. Like,
1: what am I supposed to do about it? You just don't remember the sit. But I remember it well because I'm. I'm in the middle of the bloody splash park with the kids, and you're like, oh, we've got a nightmare. Like, can't you just not tell me? Like, there's nothing I can do from where I am. And it was just, my point is, it was the same scenario. And if you can remember, maybe you could put some insight into it. But you called me up as if I was going to be able to do something from Nottingham. I've got no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I, I remember it well. And I sat there stressing about We're only there for the weekend. I sat there all day Saturday. Call you up a Saturday night. Is it? Is it all day? Everyone's fine? Yep, everyone's fine. So I'm like, cool. Thanks for ruining my weekend away. Okay. Yeah. So my point is, just please don't do it again. Please just let me have a, have a weekend off. Call me up. Tell me nice things. You had a whole week off. Yeah. Well, I don't often have a week off.
0: <clears throat> anyway, how was your week? Did you manage without me? Well, I made a good comment, didn't I? I said, was uh, was Facebook just as good in Bournemouth as oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my week was very hectic, very busy. My life is very busy at the moment. And I'm quite stressed out at the moment. But, but, you know, what can you do? But we're here. We're here. We're alive. We're well. Um, yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> So, uh, what what should we uh, what do we start with?
0: Well, I don't know. There's a few things we could talk about before we get there. I guess before we get to our destination. Yeah, we have a real good topic to talk don't about. We? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so we could talk about. So I obviously uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up, isn't there? So I've got uh, television tapings. We never talked about those. No, we probably
1: would have talked about it last week, wouldn't we? But obviously, we didn't do yeah, one. So. Didn't do a show. Oh, your World of Sport review. Let's start
0: with that. Go on, then. Tell me about <laughs> this week's show, Andy.
1: <laughs> I haven't watched any of it. I'm sorry. Not because I don't enjoy it. I just don't have time. That's all I've got. I didn't see any of it.
0: <laughs> and that was Andy Boyce's <laughs> World of Sport review. Thanks for listening. Tune yeah. in again next week to listen to <laughs> week his five? riveting review of week five. Yeah. Um, I've given up on it. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Um, not in a horrible way, I just don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I watch something I don't enjoy. Yeah, so <laughs> if you don't enjoy it, don't <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was watching it this week, and I was just like, why am I watching this? Mm. It is still on my Sky Planner. Mine's been deleted from my Sky Planner. <laughs> yeah. Strong. It was a big decision, but I guess you can always catch it on ITV Hub. Can't yeah. You? Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. It's over for me. Yeah, maybe next week. I'll do week... I won't be able to. I'll probably, <laughs> I be, I'll probably watch it again.
1: I, I yeah. I'm under no illusions. We'll both eventually get around to catching up on it. But,
0: um, so, uh, yeah, we have a television deal per se, or yeah, something like that, <laughs> 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 and uh,
1: it's causing quite a lot of stress in my life, Andy. Not gonna lie. Yeah. So I imagine there's like. Maybe there's not a million people, but there's like a million questions people want to kind of know. What you know, first one, you know, we're not going to talk about it because you can't, but, you know, people want to know who it's with. Well, I've been told... But can can you say at least like it's actually a real television channel? It's a real television channel. It's not like an online streaming service. It's a real
0: television channel. I've been told we will be able to let people know, well, people will be told on Friday what it is, whether or not that's the case. Don't know. So no. (laughs) if you listen to this post-Friday and you still don't know, then... You're as, as much in the know as I am, but, um, you know, everyone has to do, uh, there's a lot of legal paperwork and stuff that has to be done, um, but basically, I, I was very strong on wanting to, to be able to announce everything all at once, but we just ran out of time, so um, it, it was a case if we had to get the shows announced, otherwise there wouldn't be a show, so now we're trying to turn around shows in in three weeks, basi- well, two weeks today, so yes. like we announced it last week um, with three weeks to go, uh-huh. uh, and now there's two weeks to go. Um, and we're trying to uh, sell some tickets for it. Okay. So, all tickets, £15. York will call both nights. Um, obviously, there's a lot of organization that's being done. It's all pretty foreign to me, but um, we're going to be taping two shows each day um, at York Hall. Uh, and uh, just if anyone... Who's, who's coming? Well, hopefully everyone who's listening is coming. No, I mean
1: like who's on the show. Um, sell the
0: show, Andy. So uh, we have uh, Jushin Liger. Um, we have Sho and Yo and Rocky Romero, Rapongi, 3K. Cool. Uh, we have Kashida. Um, we have uh, who else? We have Colt Cabana. Oh, you got me that one. I thought you were gonna to save that one. Colt Cabana. That's we news. That's uh, a scoop. We have Jonathan Gresham. Um, plus, obviously, we've got our UK, our very, very talented UK roster. Um, you know the likes of Chris Brooks, Great O'Khan, El Fantasma, Great O'Khan. We get, we call him in the UK roster now. You know Aussie Open. Um, who else is going to be there? Zach Saber Jr. Um, with Osprey on? No, he's in Japan. Okay. Thanks for ruining that. That's fine. <laughs> anyway. Um, who else? Loads of wrestlers. Hunter Brothers. Arrows of Hungary. Hxc. Uh, Hxc. Uh, Ones to watch. Hxc. Uh, plenty of others. There's a, there's a long list of names. We're gonna we're gonna announce all the the announced talent. Um, and we'll announce some matches for the shows just so you know that you're getting an actual good show. Um, just one thing that we'll make clear is um, which I, I guess we can talk about this whole process like in the future. I, I'm sure it will be a great future episode, and hopefully it will be on one of our greatest successes episodes rather than one of our biggest failures <laughs> <players laughs> episodes. But I said like that time, Rev Pro were going to run a TV <laughs> show, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I said a long time ago that um, I. Uh, like, I, again, I and I, I reiterate, I don't think TV is a be-all and end-all of professional wrestling, especially in today's day and age with the advent of new technology. Um, and I said we'd only go on TV if it was the right deal for us. Now, something which is perfectly clear is that um, we operate very much in-house. And with that, um, there's often uh, production issues. Um, we, and It's not like, uh, you know... It, it, we're a very small operation and 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 kind of we learn every single day um and sometimes people make mistakes and you know they don't get picked up on until it's too late and we have a lot of frustrating things at the at the end of the show you know in terms of production and stuff which we'd rather not have um and then what what uh, what hurts the most is when people then point it out you know and it's like oh i know You know, I know... They're pointing out the the obvious. Yeah, the last thing I need is for you to remind me as I'm hiding under the covers, being like, oh my God, I don't believe this has happened again. Yeah. You know, um, but all we can do is learn from every situation and move forward. Um, So we certainly wouldn't be ready for TV in terms of from a production standpoint. um, But I think from an in-ring standpoint, we definitely are. And and, and what uh, what this opportunity was, was essentially, without going into too much detail, it was an opportunity to provide wrestling content for a TV production company to put into a show. Um, and, um, so, so, and, and that's essentially what we're doing. So the show will be um, a show which is written entirely by us with no outside involvement from TV people or uh, outside pressures or anything like that. It'll be our vision of professional wrestling. Um, and as a result, I hope until they put comedy music on, on the background and put kapals over the top of everything. Um, we're not going to Channel 5, by the way, just in case anyone's thinking, I'm, I'm giving a cryptic <coughs> message based on the WCW shows there. Um, but, um, you know... It, uh, I, th- I, d- I believe that we have an opportunity to present our version of professional wrestling, and that's all I'd ever really want um, with with TV. But we have the weight of production taken off of our shoulders, so because of that, um, I think it's a big opportunity for us to learn a thing or two about production, <laughs> you know. And uh, and it's uh, it could it could be a thing to take us to the next level. It could open more eyeballs for product. Um, at the same time, if it doesn't work, we'll still be here tomorrow. Yeah. So um <coughs> sure. so it's a, it's an exciting time and uh and it was one of those things where, you know, why would you do it with three weeks notice? Um obviously we've been talking about this for a long, long time and it almost it kinda came down to the wire a little bit as to whether this was gonna happen or not, but it's almost it but from it was almost like I don't know how to how to phrase it really, um, but it was almost like it was now or never, do you know what I mean? It was like I could do it now or I could hold off on it and it might not happen. <laughs> You know, mm. uh, and there was the opportunity to hold off on it, but like I'm just of the belief that we just need to move forward, continually move forward. So it may be a mistake, come the end of it <laughs> but we'll find out. But um so that's happening, that's exciting T V. Um and uh yeah, we'll see what happens. Any questions?
1: No, um obviously I'm doing the commentary, right? And I'm yeah. looking forward to changing my Facebook name to just Andrew Lee. Oh the, yeah, that's the the do, yeah? yeah, that's, what, that's you what you have to do, isn't it? That's what you have to do when you're on Apparently, the telly. You know, Shane Ritchie, he can just have his his Facebook profile, <laughs> Shane Ritchie, but all the wrestlers
0: Yeah. yeah. So in demand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Must get bugged continuously. <laughs>
0: um yeah, I don't know why you just don't reject friend requests of people who <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Um I've got a gimmick profile, so like, Mm. so I've got. So it's only like something which has been the last few years. But like, if you want to talk to me on Facebook, I'll be your Facebook friend. But it needs to be like Andy Rev Pro Mm -hmm. is my, which I still it's still exactly the same. Do you know what I mean? I still look at it the same amount as I look at my personal one. But I just want to kind of separate my, uh, you know, my family from my wrestling because I don't want to be reminded of it every five seconds. No, no. So yeah. Um, well I'm the complete opposite I
1: have my gimmick name is my Facebook profile love it don't you yeah. love it please talk to me everyone yeah
0: Yeah. Um, so that happened or uh, well, that is happening um, and that's the busiest week ever because we've got like we're at Leamington Spa on a Saturday we're at uh, the London Cockpit which is sold out on a Sunday um, then Wednesday Thursday we're doing the TV tapings Friday we're at the Portsmouth Guildhall Saturday Sunday we're at the MediaCon in Manchester so big week and you think I can do all of that, do you? Did you?
1: Have I cleared that? Did you did you ever consider that? Well... How am I going to get around that with the wife? you just going to have to say Kevin Kelly's going to be there. I'm going to say it's a big opportunity, babe. Kevin's going to be at all, all of yeah. those dates. I need to buddy him up. So yeah. I don't
0: need to buddy him up. We're already buddies. Of course you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's heard the podcast. He thinks if he's mates with you, he can be mates with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Politics. That's
1: the way it works, isn't it? We'll ask if he will be a guest, can't we?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That'd be a nice idea, actually. We'll get Kevin Kelly on the podcast. Well, we've got a
1: week of. We can get all sorts on that week, can't yeah. we? Yeah. Rocky? Oh, Drew yeah. We Fier-
0: yeah, yeah. I can't promise we get Juju Lager <laughs> on. <laughs> but Rocky? <Cole> <gasps> oh, we we can have Cole Kibana. Kibana
1: on this. One. And I'll say, why'd you never ask me to do yours? But yeah. You've known me. He won't want to do it. Years. He won't want to
0: do it at all, but we can force him.
1: Yeah. Um, but we'll say encourage him in case he hears that. I mean, encourage. Way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. like, come on, mate. Oh, come on. Please. Everyone did yours for years. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we need the numbers, man. Um, so, uh, that's coming up. Uh, this past weekend, you'll call on Friday. Yep. Um, and Southampton on Sunday. Both very enjoyable shows. Did yeah. Did you enjoy yourself?
1: I did, actually. Um, I don't know if you like me saying this. I actually v- preferred Southampton. Preferred Southampton. So did I. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was a smoother show. It was a bit more to my, you know, taste. I had Lance Archer as the big baddie. Well, he was on Friday. No, I no, he, well. he was, <laughs> but like on Sunday, he was like, what? "Sorry, all right. What does that mean?
0: What does what mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just went Southampton. I had a really good time at Southampton. I thought it was uh mm. under, I don't under, I underrated show. I don't know. I think everyone who was there had a great time, but I think that. Um, yeah, I think watch it on rpwondemand.com. Judge for yourself. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, I did. I thought, I thought um, Summer Sizzler was a great show as well. I thought it was a, a yeah, a ve- re- very nice show. So, I just had a real good time all around. Yeah. So, uh, those two shows, uh, I was quite worried about that weekend because it was a hard weekend as well because obviously Ring of Honor over as well. Um, we obviously never sold out call. I mean, we had 900 plus in, but it wasn't the normal, you know, 1100 to 1200 we have in. Um, so, was quite... Obviously, I felt like the card was strong enough to to sell it out, but obviously we didn't. Um, so, uh, I was quite worried about it, really. But it turned out fine, didn't it? Yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah. yeah. And obviously, we had Monday Night Raw, and the Shield got back together. Oh, oh man. That was cool, man. I read about that on rajah.com. Did you really? Uh, mm. No, you didn't. I texted you. I <laughs> you said you <laughs> did the Raw. I proper good. Yeah. And I replied to Mark. Yeah. I've got it on my Sky Planner though. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, I don't think I was uh, for what it's worth. I, I I followed WWE but I I read about it on Twitter. I was like, oh, I'll
0: watch that. I used oh, it, cool. You used to tell to everyone you watched it every week, didn't you? That was a lie. Hmm. Can we also discuss as well, just whilst I'm sipping my ice cold coffee. Yeah. Your drinking habits. What? Well I came up to the office earlier and you were sat outside. Yeah. And but, what did you have in your hands? bottle of Diet Coke. In one hand. And what yeah. did you have in the other? A cup. A, like a cup from, I bought it from Greg's. So you had like a coffee cup in your hands. Yeah. And you're drinking your Coke out your coffee cup.
1: Yes. Because I don't like drinking out of plastic. Interesting though, isn't plastic it? Plastic bottles. I'd rather, so, right. If the scenario was this, right? You get a bottle of Diet Coke, like a plastic bottle, 500 mils, 99p, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's say it's 99p. You have a can that's 330 mils, also 99p.
0: You'd rather spend a pound on the ca-
1: I'd rather why? buy the can. I just don't like drinking out of plastic bottles.
0: What's the logic? Why, though? I don't know. Is it a hygiene thing? No. Because cans are obviously no, much less hygienic I, than a bottle. I mean, like,
1: if there was a glass bottle and it was like one ninety nine, I probably wouldn't buy that. But Coke out of a
0: cold glass bottle is probably the best. Well, yeah, Coke out of a cold bottle. Is Diet Coke. Th- coke there's a, but there's a reason why. I can't remember what it is, but there's something to do with science why the glass bottle is nicer than the plastic bottle. Yeah. So. It's all in your head. Still the same stuff. Yeah, I know, but there's actually a... Re- Look it up on Google. Okay. But well, not now. Uh, no, because you've got uh, you've got the rest of the podcast to listen to. So anyway, slags off you and your drinking habits. I also eat uh, pizza
1: with a knife and fork. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, right. Yeah. You'll order a Domino's, yeah. <laughs> like an actual Domino's, yeah. and you'll eat it with a knife and fork. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know why that's so weird. My wow. brother does the same. And fun you fun have, do you have ketchup with your pizza? as No, well? no, no, no. Oh. I have ketchup
1: with a lot, but not. Okay. Not someone pizza. Uh, I've got visually. Finley, of you. Finley, he, my son, he has gets up
0: with his pizza that's weird man well, alright you tell him he's an 80 year old boy you little weirdo <laughs> I will I will <laughs> um, yeah anyway okay um, let us know everyone do you eat pizza with a knife and fork Well and we're not talking but okay so I can understand if you go to Pizza Express and you know they have that thin Italian pizza and you eat that with a knife and fork mm-hmm. but Domino's pizza
1: yeah I don't know why it's so weird I just don't like get my hands all greasy
0: Okay. Yep. But still, like, you're big on the napkins afterwards, aren't you? Yeah. All over your hat, like. Yeah, mouth and, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like to be clean. Um. Okay. Should we talk uh, about today's show?
1: Yeah. Okay. That was good, actually.
0: What was good? The wrestling. Oh, Selzy. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, should we talk about today's A <laughs> Squared <laughs> Circle Wrestling podcast?
1: No, no. The wrestling show we just did at Selzy. Yeah, we had a lovely show. It was probably the busiest. Well, I didn't do last week. Last it was week. It was The
0: same last week. Same, it? Same, same. same. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because obviously we're like at the, I guess the peak weeks of the peak weeks.
1: I'd say so. it would be a drop off next week.
0: Um, yes, possibly and possibly not because I think that
1: they're still on holiday next week, but yeah,
0: but then, so I think it'd be, I think it'd be busy. Here's my prediction. The reason why I think it would be busy is because the first week was quiet Yeah, because there was a staggered, um, School holiday for some people had split up yes. on that day. Yeah, right. So, regardless, next week will be the last. So next week will be the last week of the holidays for um, everyone. So, so like even that. The, so basically, the people who were at the, on holiday from that Monday because they split up the Friday before. Yeah, that will be their last week of holiday. I see. Right, <clears throat> and the people whose first day of holiday it was will still have another week of holiday after next week so okay. theoretically it should still be strong okay but
1: who knows we'll <laughs> report back next week I'm sure it will be um, did you find out how many people were in the building today no I did go on 1,722 oh it really got written down yeah that's a lot of people isn't it it is a lot of people yeah, yeah.
0: I know. No, I never found that out no. yeah because like I said, you're a numbers man I'm a numbers man
1: uh, <laughs> I know I just like to remind people how lucky they are to wrestle in front, in front of, of that, that, many man, that many people that many people
0: and they take it for granted as well because it's like oh it's just a camp it's not just a camp yeah you know but we obviously um with uh, with my shows like i always try to emphasize um it's all about hard work isn't it yeah. and you actually said something which i thought was very interesting coming through your mouth the other day didn't you about uh do you know what i'm referring to when you told you said to me about um that like uh, the the kind of lazy style of shows are thing of the past now yeah you know like the you know just a simple, basic. Yeah, can't be asked. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. can't be asked, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a thing of the past now, right? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, I yes and no, but yeah, I know. I know. My point. Well, you're, you were making the point. Yeah, so. I know, but it's almost like you can't say it's gone. on. you know, it's not. You can't say Brian Dixon doesn't draw anymore. No. You know, so, but I just think as a, it's almost like it used to be. Do you remember, the, the, we've talked about this term, internet shows. It's almost like internet shows are the majority now.
0: Yeah, including WWE. Yeah. If you watch a WWE show, it's more in that vein. Well, certainly the
1: pay-per-views, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's more in that vein than it is. But even the, even the TVs, like, the TVs haven't been boo for years. No. You know, so, uh, yeah. yeah. It's sort of like you. But gone are the days of... And I'm sure it'll go full circle and go back round, because that's what always happens. But at the moment, gone are the days of um, being a wrestler... Who can't work. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when I say can't work, you know, it's di- like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's different of-
1: varying of what what kind of work that you enjoy. You know yeah. what I mean. So like, you know, for anyone who might say, you know, comparing, um, I don't know, a technical wizard like Zack Sabre Jr. to someone like the Flatliner. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't really say that they can't. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, they're completely different wrestlers, but you, can't, you can't say both of them aren't. They, we, Great they at each what have, they do. Yeah,
0: they each have their own merits <coughs> about, and g- are good at what they do, and have their own axe down. Yeah, right? right, exactly.
1: So yeah, so there you go. Cool. So should we move on now? Uh, yeah. Uh, so today, we're going to talk about dun dun dun, your perspective of FWA version
0: two. It's ridiculous that we have to do my perspective and your perspective by Because I dcause it's the
1: time thing. Like if we did an hour on you, an hour on me, it's just too long. So next week we'll do my experiences. Okay. because so, I, I have actually, as we've heard briefly touched upon, you know, the, the contract the, the situation, contract right? situation. But you know, there's a million more stories to tell. Yeah. But I you you told me you reminded me of some things today. I was like, Cool, this is gonna be a hell of a discussion.
0: Okay. So should we put things in context then? So FWA, obviously, as we've discussed, everyone knows British Wrestling Promotion um, that crossed frontiers, didn't it? It was, uh, mm. <laughs> it was, uh, but it was the first British Wrestling Promotion to brand itself. Um, it was the first British Wrestling Promotion to really have um, any kind of production um, and to produce episodic shows. And when I say that, um, you know. What I used to get when I used to go and watch local British wrestling shows was um, you'd get Robbie Brookside and Drew McDonald in the main event. Uh, They'd wrestle each other. Drew McDonald would attack Robbie Brookside afterwards. And they'd be like, right, next time we're going to have a no disqualification match or whatever the term would be at the time. And then they'd come back and they'd do the no disqualification match. Um, but then all Drew McDonald's mates would run in and they'd be like, next time we're going to have a lumberjack match. And that was on the top of the cards and that was like the main event that they'd advertise. And nine times out of 10, probably eight times out of 10, they'd advertise a main event. Like next time we're going to come back here and we're going to do this. Eight times out of 10, they'd deliver. Sometimes they'd do a little G. And again, I just use Robbie Brookside and Drew McDonald because they were the two... um, I'm gonna say the two best professionals at the well, time. They, they were the headliners. Yeah, they were the headliners of the shows at the yeah. time. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And their story, like their their matches they had with each other, were without a doubt the highlight of all those shows. Um, and of course, you had some great stuff on the underneath as you well. Know,
1: but I kind of look back with a bit of regret. You know, like I never. I went to one British Wrestling Show. I was a like boy, remember, though, weren't
0: you? you were like, I was like,
1: I go to WWF. It's
0: not WWF. I'm not interested. Yeah. Mummy, I'm not interested.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. Well, maybe it was a, bit, a little bit. Maybe it was to a degree, but I re- that's my point. It's like I regret it a bit, like because I think I think there were some brilliant shows out well, there. Well, I had the really? time of
0: my life at those shows. Yeah, I did, and I've already explained that. Like, uh, in the back of my head, I knew it wasn't WWE. Yeah, and I, in the back of my head, I knew it wasn't. It wasn't all very good, but I was willing to suspend my disbelief because, like, it, to, on another level, not just like on a wrestling level, but yeah, like yeah. you know, like. Okay, I'm going to give it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, even yeah. if it wasn't very good, I'm just like, you I'm giving this benefit down. Yeah. Like, a bit like a. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, a bit like the trainee shows, you know. Like, if a, if a trainee comes on who's not the best yet, but. You judge, you him, on judge him on a different level. Judge him on a different level to. Exactly. Did yeah. you.
1: So, we will get back to FWA, I promise. But did you ever see Doc Dean wrestle live?
0: No, I didn't. No? no? Oh, okay. Not, not to my knowledge, no.
1: No, okay. Because I think he started with w something like 97.
0: Yeah, and I was. I was yeah oh no no so I was yeah so I got into wrestling just after that because Robbie Brookside had just come back from WCW uh, okay. when I started watching UK right. shows okay yeah. no. um, so obviously you're talking about the passing of yeah Doc he
1: Dean. Doc Dean he was Robbie's tag team partner yeah and I was uh, sure we did it the other day was when we were driving to York Hall we put my phone on through the Bluetooth in Billy's car and we were I was watching it visually and we were listening to the Robbie Brookside's video diaries fantastic documentary Is, yeah. And, uh but I think one part, it's in like four parts, but I believe one part is missing, which might be the stuff with maybe the WCW footage in it. Mm, uh, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, like, th- you should look it th- up th- anyway. There's not a
0: lot of WCW footage in it, is there? I thought, I because think there's a bit though. A, because it's obviously just before he goes, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I think there's a bit where like they they might go to a WCW Oh event. yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe they cheer up like this is a, you yeah. know. This is where I want to go. And at the end it's kind of like, you know, maybe I have to.
1: Yeah. and And just to be specific. I think Robbie Brookside tweeted a clip of the finale where they do a joke about why the Doc Dean is called Doc,
0: the doctor, yeah, and
1: it's a hair transplant gag. Do you know where that's filmed?
0: Uh, it was at Riverside. It right? was
1: Riverside, yeah. But I had no idea. Uh, like
0: it wasn't. I only know that because I looked at your. Uh, you saw my Twitter, Twitter conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah the, I was more amazed that Robbie replied to you than anything else. He replies to every time I tweet. Actually. <laughs> I'm joking, mate. Don't get all angry. But um, but yes. Um, yeah. You know, very sad news to hear the passing of uh, of Doc Dean, and I understand that at the moment, because um, obviously he was uh, he has a child with Klondike Kate, yes, um, and he's an ex-kin, um, and he obviously passed away in Orlando, where he's resided since uh, the WCW days, um, and uh, uh, they want to bring the body back to the UK. Um, so there is a go is it a GoFundMe? I think
1: or? it's a GoFundMe. Yeah, I think um, it'd be quite. I, I Also, like the. Uh, it's a long URL. They yeah. call them URLs, I don't yeah. know. Um, but uh, yeah, if you search Doc Dean on GoFundMe, yeah, you, you'll find all the information. And they've been very well supported. You know, they're trying to raise seven thousand. I think they've got over half of it now within seven days. I think maybe to however long. So um, yeah, fancy uh, contributing to that?
0: Yeah, and just another again, just another sad passing. Yeah, he was only
1: in forty-eight. Yeah. You think he could still be going? You know, if he had an interest in it. Yeah, right. I think he, uh, the the word is I spoke to Clondike Kate's daughter on Monday, and she said, well, as soon as he finished with WCW, he was he he jacked it in to stayed in Orlando and set up a plumbing company, I believe.
0: Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Just like yeah. people's lives change like that, and just think like if his if his uh, WCW run was a success, mm-hmm. imagine. Do you know what I mean? Like he could, he. I'm sure he probably still would be going. still be going now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
1: Yeah, so if you fancy doing that, please by me means, look it up on GoFundMe. Uh, right, let's hit this. So, FWA. Uh, so yeah,
0: we 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 were on FWA. And yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, so they, they, had, they had real production, episodic stories across up and down the cars, um, and they really did change professional wrestling. I've said um, before they were first promotion to use imports. Um, well, I say sorry, that's incorrect. They were first promotion to use non-mainstream imports. Um so guys like AJ Styles, um, Samoa Joe, um give me some other guys that came over. Well, like they uh, did
1: the frontiers one of Low Key Yeah, low key Paul yeah. London they had on those Yeah, w- And w- even, right?
0: even the ECW guys like Jerry Lynn, um Balls Mahoney, guys like that, mm-hmm. you know, um, who wouldn't be perceived as draws in the United Kingdom, they still brought those over and they really were the first promotion to deal with a niche. Um and anyway, there were. We will do an episode on the original FWA. Probably several episodes on the original FWA. And I think the only reason we haven't really done any proper episodes on the original FWA, even though we talk about it so much, is because there's so much to tell, and it's kind of like, where do we start? Right. You know, it's. Uh, uh, and I think that we really need to dissect it piece by piece. And also, I think it'd be good to bring in some people who are parts of that puzzle, um, yeah. per se. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they. For various reasons, FWA disappeared. Um, well, Flash Barker, Martin Stone Martin put, Stone Matt business, f- put him Martin out of business. Pins, Martin Stone pin Flash Barker. That was it. Um, Job done. That was it. Game over. Um, but then, and that w- what year would that have been in? 2007. 2007, and then in would it be 2009? 2009, t- yeah. 2009. It is coming. It is coming. The adverts. That's right. The. <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah. You were the one that coming. told me it was FWA. Oh, was I, I really? I didn't even know. Yeah, I, I didn't know what it was.
0: Okay, so you're
1: like, you know, it is coming things. I was like, yeah. He goes, that's you know, that's FWA coming. Is it? Is it? Like, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. First, <coughs> first, I've heard about it. There you go. Mm. Always got the scoops. Yeah, always got the scoops. Um, yeah, It wasn't a nice noise, was it? No. <laughs> um, so, um, from my perspective, what did I know about FWA 2.0? Well, I alluded to. Uh, do you remember we spoke about? I want to say it was the episode where I spoke about the birth of rev pro. I alluded to the fact that, um, I had a conversation with Tony Sefton, Tony Simpson, Anthony Simpson, um, who's just had a child as well, by the way. So oh, congratulations, congratulations to, Tony. to Tony. I'd like to think you're listening to this, Tony. He sure is. Well, I'm, I'm speaking as if he is listening. So <laughs> um, so I had a conversation with him in a, in a cafe in the East end of London. Not, not, um, not, not your but not too far from York call actually. Um, and, uh, and in that, I said to him, listen, so this would have been, would this have been the start of 2008? It would have been the start of 2008, right? That seems was a bit it early,
1: because it didn't start until summer of 2009. Or would it be the
0: start of 2009 then? I reckon 2009. So, when did, when did Al Snow come over and veto? 2009. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. it was the start of 2000. So, it would be the end of 2008, start of 2009, right? Um, I had a conversation with, in fact, it, might, it probably was the end of 2008, um, because... I had the conversation with Tony where I said I think, you know, it'd probably be best for us to rebrand because Tony had run an IPW show or two IPW shows or was going to. I can't remember. Again, I can't remember the timeline. Oh no, he was. I think he was going. Going to. He was. This. Okay, so he yeah. was. Go- yeah, he was going to run shows. And I said to him, um, I think it would be a good idea if we rebranded. Um, I said, like, I've got this tour coming up with Al Snow, Vito, Vito. <laughs> that's a that's a story in itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, Doug Basham, uh, the Superstars of Wrestling superstars Tour. Superstars of Wrestling it Tour. It, yeah. it was just affectionately dubbed as, wasn't it? Yeah. And jabronis um, of SmackDown. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Wow.
1: I'm, I'm telling Theo, you said that. Don't because we're gonna mates. beat you up. He liked you. will beat you up. Took him a while. Um, so um, he <laughs> I, sincerely. That was a
0: joke. <laughs> uh, <or> someone pussy. <laughs> I like Doug Basham. He was really nice. He was really nice. Yeah. It's just it was a shame he jacked it in, really, because I think he would have a good career on the Indies as well. Yeah. Um. But anyway, veto. Big veto. No. So I was doing the Superstars of Wrestling tour, and I. Um, and I was getting all these programs printed. And print used to... I always say this because people don't believe me, but print used to be very different. In 2009, print was very different than it is in 2018, mm-hmm. right? You can't just get a small... You couldn't just get a small run of programs done and be cost-effective. Are these the IPW
1: programs? Yeah. The little booklets? Yes. I swear to God, I was at my mum's yesterday. There was just one there
0: oh, my mum's, just sitting well, there on There you the go. Shelf. It's a sign. How funny is that? Right? Yeah. So, I had a little flick through it. Yeah. So so those booklets... Okay, they used to be super expensive to get done, right? So you'd have to get them done in the thousands, like proper thousands, like whereas now you could probably get, I don't know, 100 done and it would still, it would work out, it wouldn't be like the cheapest, but it would work out all right for your money, right? Yeah. But in those days you had to get maybe 5,000 done, right? And and I was like, if I press print on 5,000, just for argument's sake, booklets, it might have even been 10,000 because the difference between, and basically... With print, once you get up into the thousands, the difference used to be so. The difference is quite a bit, quite a bit more now. If you go from so, for example, if you go to five thousand to ten thousand, yeah, you're paying. um, It it doesn't make too much difference, you know. You might as well just get five thousand, right? But back in the in the day, because the prices are so much lower to begin with, right? But back in the day, five thousand to ten thousand, there really was like. You know, a few quid in it, maybe fifty pounds, right? Which, when you think like, oh, I get an extra five thousand for fifty quids, you know, yeah, it's a good deal, you right? Might as well do it, yeah. So anyway, um, those IPW booklets, I said if we get, uh, I said if I if I get press print on these, they become obsolete. If I change the name,
1: oh, I see. Okay. So I said
0: like, I'm shifting these booklets. I never shifted them all. I shifted. I made a good dent in them, you mm. know. But I said, you know, uh, they. It all starts with his tour. And like that was the purpose of them originally to get to sell on that tour, but we hadn't for about three years, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but like I say, we got rid of uh, a big, big dent, and I've made a big, big dent in them, right? Um, so we only had a couple of boxes left, I think, at the end. Um, but he was adamant that it had to be IPW, right? And then roll forward a few months later, I get a phone call from Tony saying, "Oh, can we come and meet you and?" Uh, you can can i want to meet uh, like alex shane and and himself wanted to meet with me in portsmouth um and so they came down and uh we had a conversation and in that conversation basically they said to me but they were starting up FWA again. Because I said to Tony at the time, I said, we can call it whatever we want. Like, we said, what would you call it? I said, whatever you want, it doesn't matter. We said, we can start FWA again, whatever. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? No, not knowing who had the rights to it or anything, but Tony was always good friends with Alex. Alex wound up um, in the shows that Tony promoted. Alex wound up coming to become IPW champions, do the transition to Leroy at the anniversary show. Um, so, you know, Tony and Alex always got along, um, and Tony was a big advocate of the show Steeler Nights Out. Um, mm. So... Uh, So, you know, they were good friends. And I think Tony had obviously got to talking to Alex. And Alex was like, well, I think the time might be right to bring back FWA. You know, I've got like all these fresh ideas and whatever. And Alex, of course, was a big driving force behind the original FWA. Um, So they decided they'd like to get some more people on board to make it work. And obviously myself and Tony had always worked like from when Tony did the IPW stuff and Tony basically decided he couldn't do the IPW stuff anymore because he was sick and tired of getting ridiculous messages from Dan, like talking about a press release needs to be written in this way. You Uh, need to have, it was like stuff like, but it was stuff which was so secondary, like the business, bearing in mind, like we were trying to forward the business and move the business forward, but it would be stuff like, you need to have an indent on this thing. Right. You need to lay the matches out like this bullet point, dash, bullet, do you, however it was. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I can't remember. Just the almost exact like hanging things, on. But, yeah. Just like, oh, this bit, the I'm bit where, involved. The bit where you say about, um, you know, get your tickets here has to be in italics. Just whatever it was. Do you know what I mean? It was just like ridiculous stuff. Okay. And t- And Tony was just like miffed by the whole situation and wanted to kind of do his own stuff. So, and I said to him, I said to Tony at the time, I was like, listen, mate, I said, I gave you an out. I told you this would happen. Right, because I like that line, I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) Too late now, I've printed these brochures, right? And anyway, Tony and Alex came to me and they said, um, you know, Tony still wanted to run shows, but he didn't want to do it under the IPW name anymore, so he needs a new name. And I was just sitting there thinking, if you just said this like three, four months ago, do you know what I mean? There wouldn't be an issue. We would already have a new name. We already would be a new brand and you wouldn't have any of these worries and I'd be working. I would guess if that happens, again, with the benefit of hindsight, I would guess if that happened at the start of a year and Tony did rebrand with myself, obviously it probably wouldn't have been Revolution Pro Wrestling, but I would guess I'd still be working with Tony now and we'd still be running a promotion together, mm-hmm. running wrestling shows. And again, I can't predict whether they would have been as successful as the shows I'm running now because obviously everything happens for a reason, and they may have been a completely different style of show to what um you know I run now, but I predict we worked well together. We're both intelligent young men, you know. Uh, and I've got um, a conservative nature about myself, which... Uh, Careful what you say. <laughs> which uh, my... my conser- I'm actually a Labour supporter, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Matt. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Anyway. Uh, shouldn't talk politics. No, we shouldn't, because we're not here to talk about politics. We're all here to talk about professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I... Um, I wanted to uh I can't even remember you've just thrown me off just so you have a con- let me you talk. have a conservative nature. Um yeah, so I so I would so I would, you know, be very realistic and be like, let's not do that. You know, let's you know, mm-hmm. this is a step too far, you know. Let's wind it back in, right? Um whereas I think Tony was the first person to have that real big ambition and I think that Alex obviously, well, Alex obviously had that ambition and was more than happy to to do it as and again, Alex what Alex was always good at was getting other people to spend the money to do it and make stuff happen. And like he said to me himself, um, you know, times when he'd he'd run shows, he wouldn't have necessarily the money to run the shows, but he would just make it happen. You know, like in terms of like he doesn't have the money for the deposit for the venue. So he'll put tickets on sale and then use that, hope he sells enough tickets oh, to then yeah. to then cover the money for the deposit to the venue. But then there's something else he needs to get the money for. So then he would, you know, and it's obviously, it eventually all caught up with him because there's a time when everything has to line up perfectly for that to happen. And for a long time, Alex, and I, th- I, I don't think he'd mind me saying, I think he got away with it for a long time mm-hmm. because he had a very strong product. Um, but... I think he also won't mind me saying that it wasn't the strongest business model doing that. But in this new version of the FWA, he had Tony's back in and Tony was willing to you know. He was buy committed to to that. The cause, and he was committed it? to the cause, yeah. And they basically said to me, Listen, Andy, we we want to restart the FWA, we want you involved. Um and they said to me, Let's uh the idea was they were like, you you'll continue running your shows the same way you run them, we won't interfere with them but it'd be rebranded as an FWA show. And they said to me, you're allowed to make X amount of money. And I can't remember what the figures were, but say for example, it was a thousand pounds, right? Then after that thousand pounds, all the money would go into a pot, the FWA pot, right? And you'd be entitled to, I think maybe 25% of it. Okay. Right? And then... So that's if you,
1: (coughs) excuse me, you ran a show. So So you ran a show in Sittingbourne as FWA. Yep. The the, takings were, you know, the profits were 1,500 quid.
0: And the, so yeah, profits were 1,500 quid. I'd take the first 1,000 pounds Mm -hmm. and then I'd take 25% of that, 500, right? So I'd take whatever it would be. And then 175, 125, whatever. Um, So I'd take 125 of that. The rest would go in a pot, the FWA pot. Okay. Of which I'd be a whatever it would be, like 5%, 10% shareholder of the UFWA, along with Mark Sloan, um, I can't remember who else. Mm, but like Tony, like, Alex. Tony, Alex, yeah. And then there was maybe a couple of others who he said would be kind of shareholders. Greg in the. I honestly couldn't, like, I could look, I could probably look through emails and tell you, but I can't, honestly, I can't remember who, who would have been involved, right? And anyway, I was just like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, because to me, I was just like, FWA is kind of done. Was that my that was my mindset? I was like, you can obviously revive it, and I think if you were to revive it, I think a one-off show could have been a a big success, bringing back some of the old names. Yeah, but very similar to ECW one-night well, stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that could have been a big success, but I think bringing it back, just why? Like, just leave it where it is. Maybe come up with something else, but you know, they were adamant. FWA is a you know the the name it's got the history and we can play off the we can play off the history of the promotion in the promotion of our events and in, on paper in theory it was a very good idea but one thing about fwa was it was revolutionary and to be revolutionary you have to kind of keep moving forward you know so um so anyway i i i turned it down um and Alex got Alex. I remember at the time got really, really angry at me because he thought I was, uh, you know, being, uh, I guess, rude in terms of I was just like. It, I remember it was going on. It went late, and you know me, I go to sleep really early, don't I? And uh, and uh, and like it got to like I don't know, like maybe ten o'clock at night or something. And I was just like, I just wanted to go to bed, and I was just like, listen, I just it's not, and I essentially was kicked him out. Was this in person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I essentially kicked him out my apartment, but not in a like, get out, but in a kind of like, let's just talk about this another day. Because yeah. like, I was just knackered. And I remember we went to a Chinese, and I remember, LT Summers actually was a, came to the Chinese with us. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of, he heard all this conversation, and he knew, um he knew it wasn't like, gonna work, you know, and he was kind of, like he backed up what I said afterwards, and was like, yeah, you know, you've done the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um Because like, it for me, like, so, so for Alex and Tony, it was fine because they never had anything to begin with. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I had my IPW shows and I was in control of the brand and I was running stuff. And, and like, for me to, to switch to FWA, to go from owning. It was owning, an unnecessary risk. Yeah, and especially because I owned 100% of the shows that I ran, to then be like, oh, you're still doing the same thing. And by the way, if you make over X amount of money, you need to give yeah, you need to X give amount it to back to us, us yeah. right? And it's like, well, where's your risk? Mm. Like, you know, I'm giving you my shows, my audience that I've built, um, you know, uh, I'm giving you all that stuff. What's in it for me? Well, it's a percentage of this company, which is going to be far bigger than anything you've done before. But like, I, I kept trying to explain to him, I can't see that.
1: So, was slowly going to be running shows? And was...
0: No. Well, I I don't believe Mark had even really been, uh, you know, aside from saying, like, we want to give you this amount of money to come in and do work with us, I don't really think Mark was kind of briefed. Or, you know, do you know what I mean? I think it was just kind of like, well, Mark's involved. So-and-so's involved. So-and-so's involved. So, um, So, I wound up not accepting the offer. But... I have a very big fondness of FWA so I said I would definitely uh be happy to to help out still like cuz I, and I'm going to say Alex was angry. He was pissed, man. He was like, proper mm. angry. Was he really? Yeah. What, yeah, I remember it, he called me athlete. up and like... I, like I remember... It. Okay,
1: so they were driving home, right? Yeah, or drove, like so literally like... So heart, when you said, oh, guys, I'm going to go to bed. They were like, oh, don't worry. Okay, yeah, cool. we'll and, talk then, later. Like,
0: and then talk like, later. And then maybe like, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes later, uh-huh. they an angry phone call just saying, I'm just calling you up to let you know I've never been so strobed off. or I've never felt so strobed off in all my life. Right. And I was like, well... You Know and they're just saying, like, we do, like we came here, we presented this, and blah blah blah. And then it felt like we kicked out, and like, blah, blah, blah. and I was just like, I've heard everything you had to say, like, I've not because, it, and it was, I think, was probably the first time I'd ever said no to Alex as well, which yeah. was <laughs> you know, that was difficult. Um, and uh, and, and we'll get into that next week as well with you, won't we? Mm, yeah, there's a few things, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and I was just like, oh. you know, I didn't mean any offense whatsoever. I was just literally tired and like, I felt like I was being worked that da- like, do you know what I mean? Like worked we'll get on him the yes but like, <laughs> all right, I'm in, I'm in boys. <laughs> just, just go. Please. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we talked it out and we, you know, and like I explained to him my, my, uh, thought process of, you know, you're offering me a percentage of something I can't see. I can't physically, you're talking about it as if it exists, but it doesn't exist. There are no shows. There is no brand. There is, do you know what I mean? you're offering me a percentage of something that doesn't exist to give you what physically does exist in return you know and it just was one jump too far for me right and I did make a very big point of saying if you'd said this to me you know when I when I spoke to Tony originally I know it's obviously it took pieces of the puzzle to come together but if you'd said that to me then then I'd be in you know, um, but I've got all but these programs, I need to shift. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, it seems ludicrous, but like, yeah, no, you've committed to that. And like, yeah. yeah, and also the metrics are checked. Like the metrics were very different in those days. Like I, I didn't have, I was running. So I was looking on the RPW on demand service.com, RPW on demand.com. Looking on that service. And I was looking at the shows that we ran, the number of shows we ran and like, um, and which appeared on the on-demand service. So obviously, it's not like a great, it's not like a huge amount. But like just for argument's sake, like in the year two thousand and thirteen, I think there might be like eleven shows, right, on the on-demand service. Right, the year two thousand and eighteen, we're not even finished with the year yet. It's already twenty-one shows on the on-demand service, and that doesn't include obviously the the contender shows we run um, and. You know, and obviously all the camp shows and whatever have you, you know, so the metrics were very different in 2009, whenever it was 2009, when I was only running six shows a year or whatever it was. Do you know what I mean? I was running sitting ball maybe six times a year, Mm -hmm. you know, so the metrics were so much different. So it wasn't like there was a a real budget. It wasn't like uh, we were making a ton of money and sometimes we'd lose money, but I had a real job at the time so I could subsidize it, you know, until, you know, until we built this thing up. Right. And um and as a result, um, yeah, I, I, I just that was a big investment for me, you know. So whereas now, again the metrics have changed and programs aren't as expensive, but like, you know, if it's like if there was an opportunity to move to something bigger, not that I, I would where I am, but if I was in found myself in a similar situation where I was working underneath someone and I wasn't happy and I wanted to do my own thing, um, you know, a few hundred quid on some programs wouldn't be a mm, sure. wouldn't really be a, a game changer for me so um so yeah that's a long way of telling you but like I'm, I'm tight <laughs> but um so anyway we talked it out and um and, and and we kind of you know agreed to be friends um and moved on and uh and and he I said to him i would still happily be involved because I had a fondness for FWA um and he asked me if I'd be one of the bookers for FWA and I I was like, yeah, sure, because I felt I was excited to work with a different product in terms of something fresh. And I said, like, I, I pitched a lot of ideas in terms of, um, you know, I think it needs to be fresh and exciting. So I always say I've, I've spoken to in the Greg Lambert second book, I think I spoke about this idea. But um, so FWA had a red and yellow card system. And when... And it was never really utilised to its fullest extent in the in the old FWA. Um, but it was something that I think could have been used to get a lot of heat, right? So I said, bring back the red and yellow cards. And I said, in tag team matches, if someone gets red carded, why not send off someone? So you send someone off, yeah. and then... It's a two-on-one situation. But there's all kinds of fun stuff you can play with in that environment. because, And I, I'll tell you, so the main event I pitched for their first show was Doug Williams and Nick Aldis, who were at the time of a British Invasion, against Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Scurll. Um And I used the, the analogy of, well, you know, because they wanted an epic main event, right? And I said, well, you know with uh, Zack and Doug, you're going to get that kind of technical hard-hitting classic. You know with Marty and Nick, you're going to get that showmanship, you know, aspect and that main event vibe. And Nick and Marty, obviously, great friends, work together for years, so they have good matches with each other, right? And I said, ultimately, if you want your big singles match, you you wind up having, um, you know, Zach and Marty working as the Baby Faces, um, have uh, them cheating constantly. Marty, the hothead, winds up getting himself disqualified only by doing something that, you know, if, if Nick and Doug are cheating the whole time, Doug, Marty does something that you know, they're doing, yep. gets himself sent off, leaving Zach to fight from underneath on his own. Then Nick gets caught cheating. So Nick gets DQ'd, he gets a red card. You know, he, the earlier on you might have got a yellow for holding yeah, a hold okay. too long, whatever. Yep. He winds up getting a red card. So then it comes down to Zach and Doug and you get to have your blow away singles main event. So they, But they literally just do the home stretch sure. of a singles match. Right? And I said, in that one match, you'll establish the rules of your red and yellow cards. You'll establish that Marty and Zach are the future of professional wrestling in this country. Because at the start of two thousand and nine, they were just breaking out as a tag team, right? But um, and I was just like, you can, you can, you can nail the, you know, Marty and Zach as FWA guys if you, you know, do this and put those in the, the main event and you know whatever have you. And bearing in mind, this is, I know this, and I'm like, I'm using him on IPW, so there's no, there's no like, um, there's no ulterior motive. I'm like, you know, this is, this is what to do. These are your guys. These are your guys you want to go with, you know. Um, and then, um, you know, do that um, You've and you've established the rules of a contest, uh, the rules of a red and yellow card. So moving forward, everyone knows those rules. Um, and you've got lots of fun things you can play with in that regard. And then uh, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then when it came down to it, it wound up, the main event wound up being Doug Williams versus Martin Stone, which for me was a, just a tired main event. Because from, in my, from my perspective, that was an RQW match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. And, and, and from my like perspective, that. Martin Stone... So, Martin Stone was the guy for IPW. He was a flag bearer. He was a guy who, you know, was, uh, you know, Mr. IPW, right? And I felt like any time, like, when RQW tried to use him in that same position that IPW used him in, I just thought it always came across as false. Like, in terms of, like, Martin Stone cutting the promo in front of 50 people, being like, RQW's oh, where it's at, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. And it was following a successful formula that we had done in IPW, but it was almost like Martin Stone was past that point now. You know, he needed to move on to something mm-hmm. else and something more exciting, right? And so for me, I just felt that was a, a tired match. And I just felt that it almost exemplified what was wrong with the previous incarnation of FWA in terms of it held on to, obviously, the top stars are the top stars. There's nothing wrong with that. But you had Jody Fleisch, Johnny Storm, um, Alex Shane. Um, Doug. Doug Williams. They were your big four, yeah. right? if you had a big match, it would involve one of those four. But then underneath bubbling, you had guys like Jack Xavier, um, Haid Vanson. um, Obviously, you had Martin Stone there, like ready to go, but like was only ever a security guy. You know, he was never seen as yeah, you know the next step. You had Leroy was there, ready to go. He could have been. Do you know what I mean? So like, guys, we used in in IPW, Spud, Dragon Phoenix, Dave Mastiff, Jack Storm, guys like that. They were there, they were ready to go, but like, they never had that opportunity to be pushed forward. Um, and to me, I felt like if FWA were going to come and make a statement, is about we're going to get some young talent over, but um, they didn't. Is is in the long. It's a long and short of it. They they went with they went with the safe option instead of the you know the the bet you know the gamble, so to speak, but it's a gamble that would have paid off right, and to me, I think that was their first big mistake in terms of like I felt that um they could have really pushed forward and and been like, you know this is us, we're young, we're fresh, we're exciting, you know we're gonna push the boundaries once again because really guys like Johnny Storm, Jody Fleisch alex Shane, doug williams, they were young, fresh, exciting talents when f w a first started and they and fwa did a great job of establishing them as the best wrestlers in the country the issue they didn't have the, the issue they then had was they didn't bring the next crop through as being the next doug johnny jody you know yeah you always heard the term he could be the next doug williams <laughs> but it never quite came to fruition did it no nah. you know um so that was that was one thing um and uh, i'm sure there were some other ideas that i threw their way in terms of booking but um what i will say is uh I never, booked an, I never booked a thing on their shows. Um, I think I suggested, um, is it Paul Malin, Sticks' okay. his tag team partner? Yeah. I, I suggested FWA used him, and they did yep. use him, because um, I'd been using Sticks and Malin as you a team. You also came up with my gimmick as well. Um, and yeah, and I came up with your gimmick as well, yeah. yeah. Which was, um, yeah, so I said to them, um, you know, you should push yourself. Was it all-time great, the all-time right? great. all-time and great. And Yeah, we'll talk about it next week.
1: We talk Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about
0: the gimmick in full, fully, yeah. And I can probably add some more insight as to kind of the way I'd pushed it. But it was kind of, yeah, we the all-time great was uh, kind of your your deal and push you as a big heel and whatever have you. So, uh, and and there may have been one or two other little ideas that I had in terms of the booking, um, but, and, and I did kind of, and like I said, I presented them all to, to Alex and, and Tony, but I never... I never really heard anything back and and they they just kind of went off in their own direction, so that's absolutely fine. um What I thought was quite funny was that this was a statement released saying that the the bookers of f w a would be myself, Gabe Sapolsky, and maybe a couple of others, uh, maybe greg lambert mark sloan i i I, don't, I can't remember what other names were included, but I just thought it was quite amusing that my name was put in a press release i didn't even know anything about the press release um or the fact that I was actually Going to be booking this promotion, but I would have happily done it. I mean, it's fairly um, unusual
1: to announce, it's fairly unusual to announce who the bookers are,
0: yeah. Yeah, but I think the idea was to try and get that again to that internet buzz because Gabe is obviously you just ring really have him on, right? Yeah, yeah, um, mean that. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was all a big part of it, right? So, um, so then the shows come around. Oh, so uh, and again, you'll come in, go into this in more detail next time round. Um but like all the all the wrestlers were being contacted and the idea was, we're gonna get all the wrestlers to work for free. Once a month, we're gonna get them to work for free. I thought like, that's never gonna work. But then you know, Alex has just got this he's very I guess he's a visionary of sorts, but like uh, he had kind of worked it out. He was like we're going to get all the wrestlers' promo pictures. I guess like again, you can go into more detail when because you know. Yeah, but we have touched on it before. I mean, like it was like
1: it was like protein powders. Yeah, prote- Yeah, you
0: get protein powders, sponsorship, supplements, um, etc. For free. Um, you yeah, get your promo pictures. Um, you get insurance, personal insurance, um, and. Anything else? I'm sure that
1: might be cut, um, but they're the mo- th- they're the three things that appeal to me. Yeah. pictures, protein, and
0: insurance, and uh, PPI, <laughs> and um, and, uh, and as a result, he managed to convince a large number of people to work for free once a month. Yeah. Um, and get them under contract, um, which I was amazed by and also slightly hurt by <laughs> because I was like, I'm paying these guys. Yeah. I mean, to, to work g- for me. I would
1: get texts from. Um, not a million, but enough promoters. It was getting awkward. Yeah. Are you working for FWA for free? Well, no, not exactly. You know, it's like well, well, I mean, you know, I've got my insurance now. I did get that. Like, I, I, we have told that story before, but did get insurance. You know, it was getting awkward yeah. and embarrassing, and people were like, well, why am I paying him when I when he's working for him for free? You know, and yeah, so obviously that was part of that was just the kind of British wrestling mentality of like, you know. Oh, why? I could. I. I legit, I'm his mate. You know. So for
0: me, I was just like, wow. Well, I could get you promo pictures. Like insurance is just again, it's weird. I guess we will talk about this another time as well. But like insurance is something that a lot of wrestlers don't have. Like so, yeah. as a wrestling pro obviously I have um, public liability insurance, employers' liability insurance. But as wrestlers, you should all still have your, ins- own. your own personal insurance. Um, and it's not a lot of money to, <laughs> you know, it's probably the cost of maybe one or two bookings a year to get that insurance. So to put that in perspective, Alex was probably on a group deal on the insurance. So the money that it would cost him would be a lot less than that. So it was a very good, very clever worked out deal um, in order to get the guys to, to kind of commit to that. And obviously that opened the floodgates for people. Again, Everyone something that was a characteristic of the original f w a is people from the outside loved to slag it off, and that just gave even more ammunition for people from the outside to slag off people involved with the new f w a yes um and obviously you know what british wrestling's like it's almost like again you you know the real story right so you like you say you had insurance you had your pictures so any um anything you do any any kind of work you do you're uh what you get in return is a value of what you do, right? And even if you're not getting paid physical money, if for you, getting protein powder, getting uh, insurance, getting those promo pictures, if having all of that stuff is worth a greater value to you than wrestling for one show, you have made an exchange, and therefore, you've made a decent deal for yourself. Sure, right? it's only that money
1: I would get. I'd just spend on that,
0: and and it I, might and, and even though he might have got a deal on, so for example, he might be sponsored by a protein powder company. So not that you ever got any protein powder, yeah. like, but like if he are sponsored by a protein powder company, like he could probably get that protein cheaper than you can. Therefore, he's making more. Yeah, do it, it, you know it what I mean? It, so it, of, me it, it doesn't matter from, where it comes like, from. Yeah. yeah, and it's just an exchange. So like you give your services, and in exchange you get something of value. So <laughs> it's a bit
1: like that um, 1PW wrestler used to get paid in wrestling figures. Who was that? No, I ain't going to say.
0: <laughs> I'll one. ask you off air. Okay.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, well ask me off air and you say what we'll say. He's actually a really nice fella. But don't you remember, he used to get paid in, like, boxes? No, I really the, don't remember. The latest Jack's but it classics. was probably worth
0: it for him. Well, that's and my point. It wasn't really it probably a bad deal. We yeah, got so a bunch of quid's worth of figures. Yeah, and, like, so for, so for the Gauntleys, they're probably like, oh, we're giving him 70 quid's worth of figures. Yeah. Right? And for him, he's getting 200 quid's worth of figures. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, because to him, his value of those figures yeah. is... The cost pr- is not the cost price, it's, it's the, the, re- retail. the retail price. Yeah, and he was a big right? collector as well. So, so well, there you go.
1: People in the country, as far as I'm aware, to own a PN News WCW prototype. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, and... Uh,
0: I actually don't know who you're talking about. I remember we had this conversation. I was last, sending someone there. I can't even me, but yeah, I, can't yeah, remember, I can't remember the... Uh,
1: and PN News phoned him up and said, oh, technically that's mine. Yeah. He was like, no, it's not. No, no it's not, mate. <laughs> like, I paid big money for that, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
0: Um, anyway, F W. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so you have got that exchange in value, um, and that's what money is. Money is an e- energy. It says it says it's if you if you look at it as a, just a physical item, then you're not going to get very far. If you just look at it, but if you look at it as an energy, then that's all you you know. Whatever. I Should hope you that say makes it's better
1: sense. Better to view it as an energy. Yeah, I do, yeah.
0: I would absolutely say it's better to view it as an energy because it's kind of like, uh, so I think, for example, time. It's just as important as money. So you have to put value on your time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, even though like you say to me, like, if you said to me, Andy, would you like to do a job that will take you five minutes, right? And I'll give you a thousand pounds. If you said that to me, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'd do a job for five pounds and I'll get a grand back, uh, Five, sorry, for five minutes and get a grand back for it. But what am I having to do in those five minutes? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I had to do something really, really horrible that I don't actually want to do. You wouldn't hack a
1: chicken's head off.
0: No, I wouldn't. Five minutes. No, okay. no, no, I wouldn't. The mm-hmm. same way you wouldn't catch a fly in a box for two hundred quid. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. That was
1: that cruelty to animals. There you go.
0: Yeah. So, but you were devastated when Marty did it and then got, got that, paid. That, that <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sad that he got his. No. Sad he got his bonus. Sad. Did it. Um. Disgusting, poor little fly, poor little bugger. Anyway, um. I, I digress as per usual <laughs> um so i was a bit hurt that some wrestlers were doing that but again it was worth it for them you know and i can of anything i wish i came up with that idea um but what i so and i agreed to be a referee on the shows as well and i just assumed i was going to wind up being a referee slash booker the same way i did with ipw and i was just, and i just assumed that my ideas are so good that i just wind up just being the booker won't i so whatever <laughs> you know like but um but obviously, that was not to be. Like I, so I didn't book anything per se on the first show. There was a few ideas I had, which I I like to say they were bastardised. Um, like, so for example, that card system. Can you remember how the card system worked? What, how they did it? Yeah, no. So you got so you wound up getting two yellow cards. And then a red card. So it wasn't like... So you got three so, cards. So you got three cards. Like in football, it's like yellow yeah, cards. red. And then you get your second yellow card and you get a red. That's what everyone right? knows. Yeah. Well, so everyone knows. But yeah. FWA, no, everyone knows a public warning system. No, they don't. Um, and the public warning system works. One, pu- first public yeah. warning, second public warning, third public warning and disqualification. Yeah. Right? So they were like, that's what it is. One yellow card, two yellow cards. Third offence, you get a red card. Okay, so if they'd have
1: just avoided the red card system that is famous in soccer... In football. Soccer, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, d- and
0: just used a public warning system, yeah. then that would have been fine. Yeah. Right? But it wasn't, because they were using a system that everyone knew. It a visual and then, red yes, card system. And then they just confused people. Yeah. So... And they, but it might have even been like yellow card, red card, then you and then the next thing was a warning. I can't remember how they exactly how they did it, but there was three, it was three. There three, there was strike. three strikes, and you're out. Okay. Right? Um, so again, just craziness. And I remember, I actually remember as a referee saying, "This doesn't make sense. Like, are you sure you don't want to?" Do it? No, no. Okay, cool. And that wasn't the first time in my life that i have been like, "Are you sure you don't want to?" And like I said that recently this week as well to someone, I said like, uh, "I said, are you sure you don't want to change that?" Nope, no, nope, okay, cool, whatever. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? We look back at it in hindsight and be like, "That was a stupid idea." Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um,
1: so you were the referee. So,
0: so I was a referee for the first set of shows, right? And I remember this distinctly because I, uh, so I refereed, uh, and I was I was booked to referee all the shows. I was just getting paid to referee, nothing, nothing more, nothing less, right? I was I was going to uh, ask you actually, were you paid yeah, in was, cash or uh, cold hard cash? Yeah. Um, so I refereed, and I refereed the first show at Broxbourne. Um, and my memories of it are... So my first memories are that they had two rings. Do you remember that? They had two rings there, didn't they? Yeah, they were worried that one wouldn't turn up. <laughs> so they had two rings. Whose <laughs> ring was it? Uh, the ring they used, I want to say, Pe- was... Yeah, Chris Peacock's, I want to say. But I remember they had a blue canvas. Like, That's his like, real name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah, They know. He was a good guy. He was um, a good guy. I, they had... They had like a blue canvas, okay. And uh, there was a story about that, but I can't really remember the story, so I'm not really gonna, I'm not really doing it any justice. I think like I don't know, but anyway, um, the th- my first thoughts about it were, was the branding was excellent. So like I was like I was very impressed. So like um, they had FWA branded turnbuckle pads. Um, they had funny enough the old British ones that I've just moved to. Oh
1: yes, um, yeah, uh, FWAUK.com.
0: Yeah, and they had uh, the ring skirts were branded. Probably not the best way to brand them because they were like banners rather than uh Right. You know, rather than skirts with print. But like a, but yeah, the ring all the ring skirts were branded. Um just FWA branding everywhere, just a very well branded product. And I saw that and I was like, Wow, I need to up my game. The production was higher. And I was like, I need they to. They had a lot of lens equipment, didn't they? Yeah, they had a lot of lens equipment. And I was like, wow, I need to up my game in terms of IPW now. And that was a, that was just before the IPW anniversary show. And that led to me getting the, the printed canvas, the IPW printed canvas. I got IPW printed skirts. I got the IPW flags. Um, do you know what I mean? That was like the real catalyst. Seeing that in action and seeing how great it all looked, all branded up. That was a real catalyst to to me being like, we need to up the production, um, and and so again you can say what you like about fwa 2.0 but they did exactly the same thing that the first fwa did in opening eyes as to what can be achieved if you you know if you put a bit of attention into detail and i credit that to alex a lot because he's someone who he has visions like great vision um he just always needs someone to help not not someone to help pull it off he needs to not lose focus <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he has so many, so many irons in the fire that sometimes he'll forget about one thing and move on to the next while the other thing's still going, you know. And yeah. I feel and like when he's when his mind's on something, he can like that. Yeah, that um, you know, that FWA set was I, I thought it was terrific. You know, especially for the time. Just putting it into context, you know, because like if you look at it now, you'd just be like, well, there's nothing really special about that because that's a norm. Like we obviously have printed ring canvas and branding everywhere, IPW does, Progress does, Attack Wrestling does. You know, there's a number of different promotions that are a proper brand. A lot of promotions, they spend money on that before they spend money on the wrestlers now. Not be, not before they spend money on wrestlers, but, you know, they'll spend a lot of that money on the branding stuff, which is kind of unnecessary because you have to get the shows in place first. So it's kind of a chicken and egg thing, what comes first, but you have to have a sustainable business. So you look at a promotion like Lucha Forever, um, which branding was phenomenal on that, they must have spent a fortune on all that stuff, which was completely unnecessary, you know? And he's like, would their branding have been so strong without that printed canvas? Maybe, I don't know. But did they need a printed canvas for a specific event? Because they had a- For like one show, wasn't it? One show, yeah, Yeah. they had a printed canvas. Did it look great? Yes. But was it money well spent? Was it necessary when you had all these bills to pay? No. So you know, some people take that one step too far, and it is a but it is accepted as a norm now. All that stuff, but it all started with FWA 2.0. Um, so from my experience of refereeing that show, it just was what it was, just another show. Um, and um, and and I remember watching the main event with Martin and Doug, and like I said, like it was a great match, but like I just felt like it was a missed opportunity, you know. Um, and uh, the uh, the show, it's, and then after the show, a few days after the show, um, I got a call from Alex, who was just very paranoid for whatever reason. He was like, did you try to sabotage the show? I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, when you were refereeing, you kept walking in front of the cameraman at ringside, like getting in view of shots, right, The the ringside cameraman. He's like, "If you did you do that deliberately to try and sabotage the show? I was like, no, absolutely not, right? Like, if I wanted to sabotage a show... A, I would just botch a finish and be (laughs) like, oh, didn't realise. Do you know what I mean? Like, B, I'd be much smarter than standing in front of a cameraman. Do you know what I mean? And, like, C, like, I wasn't standing in front of, like, from, I've refereed all over the place, right? And, like, I've just done, like, say I was in the middle of a stint with NWE, right, who were doing everything for TV, like national TV in Spain. And I'd specifically been taught how to work a TV, do you know what I mean? How to work a te- like,
1: yeah, and like, not to like sound like a uh, little gooey about it, but like, you know, you were learning pre- predominantly under, would you say Rikishi? Rikishi, yes. Who's grown yeah. up in the pro wrestling business, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, for. For a man who I don't know the man, but like let's say for a man who might have some faults, he knows the rest of the business yeah, and inside a, and, and out. And and the
0: argument I made, I said, look I said, look, Alex, I said, if you don't believe me, I said, watch me. Watch me referee watch back the footage, right? Look at the hard camera and look at where I'm stood based to the hard camera. If I wanted to ruin it, I'd stand in front of the hard camera shots. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like the ringside cameramen, that's up to them to find their shots. Sure. It's not up to me to Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're they're on the outside. Look do you know what I mean? I'm not focused on them. Like I can work the hard camera, you know? Um and uh Yeah, and and he kind of was like, Oh yeah, okay, all right, yeah, just thought I'd check, you know, because it just seemed a bit odd because, you know you know, whatever, you're a good referee and we never had that but whatever. And I was just like, okay, cool and I said, Listen, I think it'd probably best if I don't referee any more of your shows because I'm not a uh, you know, I don't want to be accused of stuff like this and I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm accused of stuff like this. So Let's just move on and i won't referee any of your shows anymore and because you know i don't not i had a, like, would i have liked to have done them yes i like doing wrestling shows but i guess i was in kind of a position where i had a real full-time job um and i was trying to run my wrestling promotion and trying to grow a wrestling promotion so to me i was kind of like you know i don't need to be doing this right and especially because I get very passionate and frustrated when stuff doesn't go the way I think it should be going. Cause I'm all in when I do hashtag all in <laughs> when, but when I'm, when I'm involved with something, I'm all in. So like, um, just for example, like if I was doing, um, you know, like when I was doing NWE and again, another story for another day, but they'd do a number of infuriating things where I'd be like, Come on! Like the time, and we've about the podcast. Like the time we did the shows in Malta. First time wrestling had been in Malta in like ten years or something. It was on national TV. It was like the wrestlers were even on like stuff like their equivalent of QVC, whatever their shopping channel was. Like going on to sell. Do you know what I mean? Like being like guest presenters on that, and mm-hmm. you know, going to do autograph signings in Burger King and in high schools and stuff like that. Right, and um, and they ran two shows, two nights same building. They ran one show, it sold out straight away. So I did a second show. It didn't sell out, but they sold like a few thousand tickets like quite a few thousand tickets to it. Um so like the metrics of selling out were very different. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they probably sold like five thousand to a six thousand seat building, right? Um and the the night the second night was the sold out one of the two nights was sold out and they added a night, right? And I was like, um they were doing the same show both nights. I said like, you can't do that. You just, like why would you do that? Andy what you need to understand is that people who bought tickets to the, the added date were people who couldn't get tickets for the second date? First date. First date, sorry. The first date we advertised. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. If you're a wrestling fan and you've not had wrestling in your city for 10 years, you're going to go to both nights. Yeah. Right? And then that was obviously, uh, um, you know, um, that fact was compounded when we the next day we did like an autograph signing the day before everyone had to go out, including me. I was just like stood there like a sore thumb. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, you've got big wrestling stars, like me. <laughs> um, and uh, doing the meet and greet, and people were bringing up pictures of the night before. Oh, I That literally okay. got, do you know what I mean? they have gone, they have gone to the equivalent of Boots or whatever and got their picture processed, mm-hmm. and they're bringing up pictures for us to sign of the night before. And it's like, we're giving them the exact same show. Are you mad? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And they you changed They still could have changed it, though. They, they changed a couple of things, but not much. Okay. You know, they changed the main event. Um, they just changed a couple of things, but not like I say, not much. Um, and uh, yeah, so, and, and stuff like that, so if I, if I get... Did any of the other wrestlers say, I think he's right? A couple of the wrestlers did, um, I remember Pac did. Um, but like, who did you have, Mr. Kennedy was, uh, I, I think was the, the headline. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of them just didn't care less, right? Really? And they yeah, couldn't okay. care less, they were just like,
1: yeah,
0: whatever, do you know what I mean? And that was kind of a, I don't know, I guess that was kind of one of the bad things, that wasn't, Rikishi wasn't there at the time, like yeah. I don't believe if Rikishi was there, I don't believe that would have happened. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, he was busy doing the Hulkamania he Australia was, tour. Well, he, they fell out with each other, and then he wound up. Yeah, he wound up doing that Hulkamania Australia tour, which would have been an N.W.E. It, which would have been an N.W.E. tour, which I would have done. There was yeah. also a tour of South Africa, which I could have done as well. Which we, like I had the injections to go to South Africa. Um, we had the, the the itinerary booked. We had the um, the contract signed. And then it just got cancelled. Rick Flair was going to be on those shows oh, in really? South Africa, yeah. Okay. Um, So that was a bit of a disappointment that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, Wish you had those injections. So, yeah, I'm saying it was got. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh. So yeah, so I passionately would, uh, you know, it, if I was involved in something and it didn't make sense, it would just be so frustrating. And I don't think I could have stood there in my right mind being like. Yellow card, yellow card, red card. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'd have just been like, oh, oh i have been no, hating it crap. because <laughs> you know. Seriously, I like I like I passionately like there was stuff I watched and like even like from uh, some of the later stuff with the uh, was it the Ascension and stuff like that, I'd just be like, oh my god, guys, come on! Not were the, they w- the Ascension. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Alex is stable. Oh, First, I didn't know that. Thirteen, thirteen. <laughs> that right. stage he went through. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but like a. Uh, I, yeah, I'd just literally be like, come on, guys, you know, like some of his stuff is just not very good. Um, and uh, um, and I wouldn't be able to hold my tongue. So probably it was for the best that I wasn't involved anymore. Um, and the only other closing things I'll say, uh, but they did very well. They did weekly uh, YouTube shows uh, where Len Davies was a presenter and they would present you know, this happened at this show and they're trying further storylines via YouTube. Um, So I'll give you a few more things. So they followed their storylines via YouTube, right? So to me, they were ahead of their time with that. Like, I think the only thing that stopped the FWA succeeding, the new FWA succeeding, was a lack of interest and a lack of shows, like, I think if they'd been running more shows and I think the lack of interest was down, was mainly on, on their part. I think they could have done more to drum up interest. They had some good stuff on their shows. They did like a storyline with, uh, so they did a storyline with um, El Liguero and was it or RJ saw- Singh? Yeah, sawed when off his sawing off his horn. Horns, yeah. And they and like, so I'd introduce a character of uh, the Hollywood, the Bollywood dream RJ Singh um, at Sitting more Spectacular that year. And uh, and you can ask Ross this as well. I introduced that character. I wanted Daryl to be his manservant, and I um, and I had just had that idea that like you know he's delusional guy who's gone on holiday to India and come back, come, has come back and thinks he's a, a Bollywood superstar, or he knows he's not but thinks he can convince everyone else he's a Bollywood superstar and wants to be treated with that respect. So that's where the Bollywood dream R J Singh came. And okay. I got him to learn a little dance, and but then FWA started running with it. And they used him on the first show. I think it was probably the first I show. They, were, yeah. but they took it to another level because they brought in, you know, he had a director, he had a couple more young Tibbs. boys. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And he
1: was in, uh, he was in some BBC drama. Last oh, was year. he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have to look. Yeah, that BBC up. or ITV, yeah.
0: Yeah. So he had, yeah. So he had, they, had, he had a bigger entourage, and they took it to another level, and and that was great. Um, the Rockstar Spud stuff, they had where you know he had the the band, the band and whatever, yeah. and the head of security, they took that to another level. Right, so there's certain things like that that they did better than I ever could, and I was like, I don't like when after they did that, um, the thing with Ross, I was just like, well, that's theirs now. Do you know what I mean? Because I was, I was very, I wanted to always keep a separation in terms of a not the two, like obviously there's going to be some crossover in the rosters, but I always always wanted to keep that, um, uh, you know, that clear, um, divide of. You know, so, so so there's some stuff which is unique to FWA, some, some stuff which is unique to us. Frustrating things they did was stuff like, i just split up the cartel and we had a great feud with the cartel. Um, I'll pop the video up of Terry and Shah, you know, leading up to their I Quit match. Um, but we had a great feud with those two and FWA, and I said to Alex, like, they've just split, I've just split them up and they've tagged the cartel together. And then it was like, no, we want Shah to be the babyface and Terry to be the heel. And that we're like, we're gonna split them up as well. We want Shah to be the babyface and Terry to be the heel. It's like, yeah, Shah can be a fantastic babyface, but do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Char's like Shah's got potential to be the top guy anywhere as a heel, you know? Um So a little frustrating things like that. But um you know, aside from that, the the stuff they did uh on uh, on the YouTube channel when you look at how many weeks that went on for and how many how few shows they had they did a great job of just recycling the same content again uh. and again <coughs> and again and again week in week out and like i say it, they were years ahead of their time in that respect so i like i'll give you this example so i say so i don't know if anyone knows but i had an on demand service ipw on demand in 2009 or maybe 2010 right i you know the same uh, you know you can watch the shows online but it was like you had to buy the shows Individually, it wasn't like you pay... Oh, no, there was a subscription, I think, where you could pay a monthly subscription and watch everything, or you can watch the shows individually online. So I had that in 2009, 2010, right? And the world wasn't ready for it yet. I was ahead of my time, right? If I'd stuck at it, who knows where I could... Do you know what I mean? It might have been something which was massive, right? However, the costs of doing that in 2009, 2010 were massive compared to the cost of doing it now. So, do you know what I mean? Again, it was another one of those things yeah. where we we were just too soon. We we bought it about too soon. And then I'd argue that when switching to that subscription model from, you know, from going from the on-demand pay-as-you-go model to a, like, which I reintroduced a couple of years later when the, the world was more ready for it, I argue that I was too slow moving from that model to the monthly model that we're on now. Because I always always had the mindset of, you know, like, if we put all our shows available for eight ninety nine or six pound fifty eight dollars ninety nine or eight dollars forty nine six pound fifty we put all our shows on for that, that's telling people that's the value of our shows, right but what I didn't realize is we'd get a greater number of people subscribing for a month in month out basis than picking and choosing the odd show here and there. I need to get someone to subscribe for three months, I think to cover the cost of one show, but people are only buying like maybe three four shows a year, therefore that cost was, you know, more than vindicated in the, in switching to the monthly model. So, um, so, yeah, I just think they were ahead of their time on that YouTube show. And I think if it was just a few years later or even a year later, I think they probably would have done a lot better. Um, and likewise, if they could have just got their, their act together in terms of creating that buzz in terms of... It was almost like, I would argue at that time, and it's kind of ironic that I say this as well, because obviously Alex approached me with the, with the offer of becoming FWA, right? But I would argue at that time, if you took the FWA's production values and you took the FWA's team, because that's something that Alex had as well, which I've never, ever had, which uh, is like a strong team of people working for him, you know, like he had he had ring crew, he had people to do videos, he had people to make music, he had people to um, you know make the Titan Trons, you know, he had specific people filming, specific people editing, you know, He probably had people specifically there to put on the ring canvas, but you know, like but you know what I mean? Like he had Do you remember that? He always had like a sea of helpers there making it happen. And that's the one thing that I never had that I wish I had. Um but like if you if you took that, you know, all those helpers, production, the the filming of it, the YouTube show, just a slick presentation, you took all that stuff and then you added the content that I was providing as IPW, I think. It could have been huge. Yeah. In hindsight, looking back at it, you know? But, like, um obviously, I guess both of us were proved right in to an extent when FWA fizzled out and 2.0 fizzled out and died, but, like, they did definitely have it right in terms of the production. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I was kind of right in saying, this isn't going to work in terms of, you know, what you're saying, because it didn't work, but... The concept and the guys working for free once a month as well. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, if I could have got that, all of that stuff in place, and you know, we could have been we could have been rocking and rolling. So, um, so yeah, it's credit credit where it's due. Like, I think they did a, you know, a good job, and they also (laughs) missed opportunities. They did a thing at uh was it Fort Park? Yeah, and like they presented instead of presenting what they should have presented. And I think probably if you speak to Alex now, he might say the same thing. I've never spoken to him about this subject, but they should have presented a camp show style mm-hmm. show, which was easy to follow, easy to understand. But instead, they presented a show with intricate storylines, yeah. which you had to be watching the YouTube show to know what the hell was going on. Yeah. And this is
1: Thought Park, the the, the big theme park, one of the biggest in the UK in yeah, Minnesota. And it, like, that's a big game. And, and, it, and it
0: could have opened up the door for theme parks to become almost like another camp. Yeah um True. and and i think that if it was a success you'd see all the theme parks around the country you know copying that success model yeah you know like your autumn towers of the world would be uh, mm-hmm. you know they'd be in there copying it Wh- you know like water valley yeah why not yeah center parks
1: nah. no no we don't have it? Pro- nah. center parks is like high end butlins Alright. You've obviously never been. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean though. Like basically <laughs> <laughs> It could it yeah. could have really opened the doors if it was he a if done, it was yeah. a big hit, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Um But then again, we don't actually know you know, when I see Alex, I'm gonna ask him about that because I wanna he might not wanna tell me but I'd be curious to know what was the downfall. Of that was it just going to be like a one-off? Did he have well, a mate was, on the inside? Well, there was or? always
0: people saying that there's going to be more. There's going to be more, but then there never was, was there? Yeah. And well, I think some people even had the dates for there being more, and then they didn't happen. So. Right. So who knows what the downfall of that was? Yeah. Like I say, I wasn't, I wasn't privy to that. I'm just telling you my opinion from sure. watching it from the outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but that was, either. but that was a great get. Do you know what I mean? Getting that, um, mm. you know, getting that deal. That was a great get you know obviously they did the the uh expos, the comic cons i NEC guess they, memorabilia you know, thing the yeah. memorabilia yeah and um and again another another hard thing about that was they ran full shows as uh, you know like there was stuff that they did though like fwa like uh they were they put brett hart into their hall of fame and <laughs> that's <laughs> and like, right yeah and it's like well brett's not really going to be on the show he was at the sh- he was at the comic he con signing
1: <clears throat> that's right cuz i went so i I yeah more to my story but next week but I that was the first time I'd seen Alex in a long time and I was like ooh god this could be a bit awkward and he said to say he said it to me he said oh I was a bit worried when I saw you not worried but he said oh, I was thinking this was going to be a bit awkward and he said oh, but when you came over with a big smile I knew everything was okay and he I think the idea was the following day Brett was doing like a and a and then I don't know if it's planned or not, but oh, he was yeah. presented with like a, a certificate or like a plaque of being in the British Wrestling Hall of Fame. Or yeah. but it wasn't like he was never part; he was never in the ring as far yeah, as yeah. He aware. was never
0: given a fee to no. appear on the show, but he was advertised as if he was going to be on the show. Right. Um, okay. And uh, and it was advertised as if it was like a big standalone show, but obviously it was a show which was part of the this. Yeah, I think it was like an
1: afternoon with Bret Hart, and then FWA. Hijacked it for five minutes. Yeah, so that, that
0: happened, but the, what I mean is, sorry, is um, they had, they, they're advertising, like, I think they called it, did they call it British Uproar or something? They ran an actual full show. At, yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah, I was that there because yeah. I ended
1: up ring announcing one of the matches. Oh, really? Yeah. I think well, it uh, might be Spud versus Nathan Cruz,
0: maybe. Um, so uh, they, they ran a full show there, but again, that was another one of those when, when you're at a uh, exhibition, there's a clue in the title, right? Yeah. Exhibition. So we need to give them exhibition-style wrestling matches. Let's give them some high-flying, give them some hard-hitting, give them some boo, give them some yay, give them a, uh, a idiot's guide, a crash course in pro yeah. wrestling, not intricate storylines. Um, and I think that's kind of where it fell off the cliff. And then it was almost like that was their only shows at that point, wasn't it? The, the, ex- the exhibitions, the expos, and there was no hall shows anymore. Yeah, there.
1: so that would be 2009. I want to say the next time I went to the NEC... For another one of those memorabilia things, it was the kind of thing I was into. It was Slam Wrestling, Chris Peacock.
0: Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> and um, that was
1: like three months, six months later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it never quite fulfilled its potential of what it could become, FWA 2.0. Um, I think it was there with the best intentions. Um, and, uh, but it just, it was almost like a lot of the right pieces were in place, but there's still some pieces to put into place. And again, just a few years too early, it seemed. Mm-hmm. Um, and,. And at the end, it just, it literally just fizzled out, didn't it? There was never an official closure of there it. There was,
1: I got a text.
0: Oh, well, okay. I, yeah. So, what well, you got a text saying, this is done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, there was never a public official closure. Oh, was there not? Okay. Because the DVDs just wound up being put for like a pound each or something. Right. And, yeah, that, there, was never like, okay. yeah there was never like, we're not running any more shows. It was just, mm-hmm. just quietly went away.
1: Yeah. All in the space of. Twelve months,
0: eighteen months. Eighteen months maximum I thought, yeah. Yeah. So there cool. you go. Cool. So FWA two point from my perspective. Yep. Obviously Andy can add a lot more insight to that because I wasn't really again, I was only involved on the outside. I was uh, I was involved on the I was involved from the start, uh, at the start. Um I observed from the outside as someone who was uh running a professional wrestling promotion at the at the time. Um and uh, yeah, I wasn't in wasn't wasn't involved, you know, like uh, after the first show at all so I didn't really know what was going on but I used to hear all kinds of stories all the time um, which again I'm sure you can give <laughs> a bit more insight to next week a bit more juicy episode next week
1: yeah I hope so I'm going to sit there and write stuff down actually stuff I remember and conversations with Alex let's hope, you, let's hope Alex you're better
0: at writing stuff down than you are at reviewing World of School <laughs> no
1: I'll be interested in this so yeah
0: wow that's strong no I mean because I'm on it oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah. cool alright well thanks everyone for listening um I think that's been a fun podcast. Yeah. A lot, li- lot more light hearted than our last episode. Yeah, certainly was. And yeah. uh, we did
1: that week break, didn't we? Yeah. Oh. yeah.
0: And next week uh, I will get that the, the the interview with LT Summers as well. It's uh, it's gonna be there because and it will garp as an episode, a numbered episode as well. Because LT Summers made a very good point. Right? Do you wanna hear yep. the point you made? Please. So he said, When we get to episode one hundred of the podcast, we we'll be yeah. like, We've done a hundred episodes of this podcast, right? So you can say that and I'll be like, Well I have. Uh <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway everyone, thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure talking to you all as always. Um please, please show your love if you want to come to the T V tapings, <coughs> Fifteen quid a ticket, revolutionprowrestling.com dot com. Uh for that. Follow me on Twitter at aquilden A Q U I L D A N. Um and you follow Andy as well if you want. He's at Boy Simmons. B O Y S I M M O N Z don't try to remember his Instagram handle because it's very hard to remember. Um, but, yeah, thanks very much for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you again next week. Good no,
1: night. No,